This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Entertaining or nervy? Well, I suppose that depends on your outlook. Goals on show at Anfield, though, as the European champions return to Anfield for the first time in the Champions League since winning number six. Red Bull Salzburg eventually seen off 4-3, despite the Reds seeing their 3-0 lead wiped out before Mo Salah's second of the night got Liverpool over the line. I'm Guy Clark, and this is the post-game podcast. Coming up, we'll have fan reaction, Jurgen Klopp's press conference, and reaction from our team at Anfield. Liverpool tonight then returning to Anfield on a European night for the first time since that bonkers 4-0 win over Barcelona in May and again scored four this evening. And one assumption that is fair to make, those inside Anfield certainly got their money's worth this evening. Well, to Anfield we head now then and our Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst. Liverpool are up and running in Group E with an incredibly dramatic 4-3 win over Red Bull Salzburg this evening. Um, it should never have been uh, that, that the case this evening. Liverpool were three goals ahead um, and just basically went to sleep. They started ever so well. Um, first goal came inside 10 minutes when Sadio Mane just, just down there. Little one to Roberto Firmino, seared into the box and uh, comfortably slotted it around about the nine-minute mark. Um, and Liverpool were good value for the lead. They started well, flew out the blocks, as you'd expect, with their first... Uh, home game in the Champions League since that uh, incredible 4-0 win over Barcelona back in May. Um, Andy Robertson with just his second Liverpool goal made it 2-0. He started to move just a little bit behind me here, ended up getting into the box, getting on the end of a Trent Alexander-Arnold cross and he took it like a seasoned pro. Um, the Scott, Scotland captain celebrated it wildly and uh, he deserved it to be fair, he was one of Liverpool's uh, outstanding performers on the night so he made it 2-0. Mohamed Salah made a 3-0 after Roberto Firmino's header was parried by the goalkeeper. He took it away uh, and it was nothing less than he deserved as well. He was another outstanding performer for Liverpool on the night. And it looked like Liverpool were cruising. Um, that was until um, Red Bull Salzburg fired one back with a He Chan Huang on 39 minutes. Uh, just, to, just to my left there, cop end, out of into the corner and um, gave them... What looked at the time to be a, merely a consolation, Liverpool went in 3-1 at the break and it looked like Liverpool were, were going to steam ahead and, and take uh, take the three points, but um, it wasn't as easy as that in the second half. Jesse Marsh's show, uh, team responded superbly, to be fair to them, and scored a quick fire double with uh, Tsukumo Minamino and substitute Erland Haaland. Um, and Liverpool were shell-shocked, if we're honest. Um, Jaws were on the floor. Uh, and it looked as though maybe even Salzburg were going to claim a, an incredible victory um, but Liverpool rallied to be fair to them, they dug deep Jürgen Klopp always talks about the mentality giants and how strong this team are at responding to setbacks and so it proved to be the case as Mohamed Salah popped up in the 70th minute to score what proved to be the winner um, there was still 20 minutes left at that, at that point and it was a little bit fraught, it was open it was too open to be honest, there was a lack of control from Liverpool particularly in the midfield area James Miller come on, uh, Divock Origi come on and Liverpool went to a 4-2-3-1 that did shore them up a little bit but it was still far too open for Jürgen Klopp's liking and in the end they were hanging on and it was very nervy when it didn't really need to be the case but Liverpool have got the three points, they march on they go into second in Group E after Napoli drew 0-0 with Genk and uh, it's all to play for in Group E 
The Echo's Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst at Anfield sharing his verdict on tonight's seven-goal thriller against Red Bull Salzburg. Ahead of the game, Jurgen Klopp was keen to stress that Salzburg would carry a threat. So what did he make after seeing his side pushed by fearless Austrian opposition? Jurgen, safe to say we weren't expecting that when you were 3-0 up. How do you explain being in complete control, then being pegged back and then needing to find that response which you eventually found? How do I explain that? Um, I think it was obvious. I, you know, we, we we left the very successful path of the first 30 minutes. That was some of the best football we played so far, I would say. It was against uh, how we all saw a bit later then. Very good organised team with a clear idea, identity. We did everything what they don't like. Um, in a, On high speed, if you want. Scored the three goals. Could have scored more. Um, they changed the system. That's not that's allowed, <laughs> and uh, not not uh, not really a problem usually. But tonight it was for us because we uh, um, we changed for some reason uh, the approach a little bit, like somewhere in a controlling mood, somewhere in an attacking mood. And other positions were too hectic, and the main problem was that we tried now to finish our situations off through the middle of the park. They had one midfielder less in the defensive because they took a bit more risk, left the number 10 in between the lines. Um, so they had one midfielder less and we still tried to, to, to push through the centre. Lost the balls there, they passed the ball to the 10, he could turn. At the back of Fabinho, he could turn, counter-attack. So that changed the momentum of the game. And because of the specific story, history of Salzburg, I would say, because they were not really bothered. Their teams, maybe they break down after 3-0 at Enfield, but they weren't. We were not really bothered. We, gave, we opened the door. They were, they were running through, um, chasing through the door. And um, they scored their goal. And then, yeah, half-time. We tried to adjust, um, but um, they were, st- we were still our passes. All the goals they scored, I think, First goal, we lost the ball, easy. Uh, was it the second goal or third goal, we lost the ball, easy. So counter-attacks, when you are 3-1 up, that makes not a lot of sense. Um, but it happened. It was very important, I said it now to all the colleagues out there, it was a very important lesson for us tonight, but I prefer massively to learn it in the game than to learn it after the game, because if we would have lost 4-3, it would have been the same lesson. But now we won 4-3, so three points and a lot to, to learn from. And um, so... I'm, I'm fine. I know we. I knew before we have to improve a lot, but now everybody knows it. Probably that's okay. Um, we made it more intense than necessary, but we sorted it result-wise. Three points in the group, game on. So, yeah, now recover and face Leicester. So when momentum has shifted like that in the game, though, what is the key to finding the way to win? Control the game again. Well, we, we changed system as well um, to give them a few questions, more questions. But the, 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 the problem was, um, yeah, and one, one of the problems of the game maybe was that the, the, the first half an hour the boys had to work really hard for it, but it felt so easy. Passable left, accelerate, being there, half space. We, I don't know um, how often we had a midfielder in, in a completely free space. Was it Ginny? Was it Sadio? We passed the ball through from the last line or from the fullback and were completely free. He could turn. And the only little thing they changed was to change into a diamond. And how is that? But then in the, in the, in the, in the, in the different areas, a bit more man-orientated. Um, yeah. 
So you have still to get the ball, but be orientated, turn if there's no pressure. And we felt no pressure from everywhere. It was not there. So we passed all these balls back, but right, bump, and then again, send a half and try to do something. Um, we were then too monostructured. It was already shouting in first half <coughs> that we have to to use our structure again. But that's easier said, obviously, than done. And um, I said, a lot of things to, to learn from, a lot of things to, to improve. Um, but still, the target before the game was winning for three, uh, one game winning. <laughs> and um, yeah, now we did. And um, so I'm obviously fine with that. Um, and now let's carry on. How important are the fans in those moments when you're sort of up against it? Oh, fans are always important. So they're always important. Um, that's how it is. I was... Um, in, in, in a game like this, it's very important as well that you celebrate a challenge uh, uh, when we win a, a, a press ball or whatever. That you celebrate like a goal, like it would have been against Barcelona or whatever. So I'm I'm like this <laughs> um, too. But that's obviously not that easy. But the atmosphere was brilliant, and uh, after three three, obviously the the, the people um, remembered our people remembered that um, we're at Anfield and there's still something possible, and that's why it was um, we were really, it was really supportive and helped, of course, a lot. Jürgen, for, for all the um, perhaps the naivety you showed in defending in the second half, you still actually showed uh, a strength of character to, to, to come back and win the game. And is that maybe a ch- the biggest change in your side in the experience that they're gaining? That they can still show that sort of professionalism and ruth- ruthlessness of a, a top side? In comparison to two years ago, three years ago, whatever, maybe, yeah. But it would be silly if that would not be possible because uh, we, we, we did so many good things. If we now would lose complete faith in ourselves um, in the moment when, we, when, when things getting a bit more difficult in the game. So for tonight it's done. But the, the job will be similar um, in the, uh, on, on Saturday and we have only three days to recover. And um, Christian Fuchs was tonight here as a pundit and all of the others were on the sofa and watched the game. So that's um, a slightly different um, preparation for that game. And I'm sure Brent Rogers thinks um, if we protect like we did tonight, then probably Jamie Vardy will run five times alone to the, on the goalkeeper. So we will learn, but we have to learn quick. It's not that it's com- for us completely new. It's usually a strength of us to run. But tonight, for some reason, uh, we didn't show that strength. So, but we have to we have to go again. And um, that we showed character. I'm the last one who would be surprised about that. That's why I was not. Overly concerned in the moment when we, when we scored a 3-3 because I knew we will have moments again. Um, I said we changed the system as well. We gave the, that sign um, that we are still here to win the game and not to bring it now over um, the last. What was it then? After I don't know when when happened the 3-3. When, when did we concede the third goal? Anybody knows when we conceded the third goal? Yeah. Half an hour time, and so therefore for change the game again, and that's what in the moment what was uh, most important. We did that, um, and so I'm fine with that. But again, it was far away from being a perfect game, but it was a typical Liverpool game, so very exciting. And um, yeah, it's it's over when after the final whistle. So um, what can I say? I'm, I'm really not. I've, I thought after the game maybe I'm angry, but then I realized I'm not angry. So. Um, why should I show up um, as I am angry? So um, I, I respect the, the performance of the opponent and um, 
saw a lot of good things from us. We can do better. We will do better. That's it. Have a nice Super. trip. Thank Home. you very much. Bye. Jurgen Klopp speaking to the media following Liverpool's first win of their Champions League defence. We've plenty of fan reaction to come for you this evening, so let's kick things off with Nathan and Ross, with Ross first up, and despite all the goals, he's happy to focus on what really matters, the result. Crazy game. Ended up getting away with a win there, 4-3. How Salzburg got back into the game, how we let them get back into the game is beyond me, but it's about getting the three points. We've moved, we've got the three points. That's all that matters, but yeah, first half an hour, 40, well, up until they scored really, but the first half an hour, 3-0 up, absolutely cruising, we looked to cut above, some of the football we were playing was magnificent, you know, the Mane goal, the Robinson goal for the second was absolutely exceptional, started the move, made the run, fabulous to see him getting on the end of it, you could see how much he enjoyed that, and the football we were playing was, was brilliant and we looked... We look like European champions, and it's one of them where you're thinking this could get Tad and Patterson for Salisbury. They look, they look dead and buried. They look out of it, and you know, 40 minutes they pop up with you know, a well-taken goal, given the due. We go in three-one at half time, but there's there's no issues. We're we're thinking, we're still thinking, what's going to happen? How many are we going to get? See this one out. Had a few more for the goal difference, but it didn't didn't quite work out like that in that second half Liverpool terrible in that second half really defensively they absolutely went to bits, absolutely crumbled, Trent Arnold caught out of position a number of times and he was probably liable for a couple of the goals there, um, really 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 missed Matip, you know one of my favourite players at the moment for the last couple of years, Gomez had a really really poor game, let's 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 be truthful, particularly second half. Caught out position a number of times. Like if that if that had been the likes of Lovren or, you know, you know, other players in the past, they'd be an absolute lynch for that type of performance. Well, we're not gonna but going was out to dry. It was a poor he had a poor second half, you know. He's he's not played a lot of football this season, but you can see you can see the difference between between him and Matter at the minute. The the golf and quality and the golf and confidence. So they get somehow they got back into the game three three. You could see what it meant to them. Absolutely joyous scenes for them, right in front of their fans. It was the much typed Haaland who got the the equaliser off the bench. Yeah, we didn't see enough of him to judge him, but I, I can imagine with his goal tally, we're going to see him at some point in the Premier League. Someone's going to take a chance. The lad Minamino for them. I think he got the second. I thought he was the best player. He was excellent. You know, it's three three, and you, you you start panicking. Then you're thinking, "Are we going to get this result?" You know, with Napoli slipping up early in the day, we could not afford to not win that game after losing at Napoli. But obviously, the main man, Mo Salah, always it's it's always the man for the the big occasion. Just finishes his goal wonderfully. Um, we've got away on. We've won the game four three. That's the positives we've got to take. We've, we we look dangerous in that first half. We always look capable of scoring. We even had chances in that second half. But the worry is the is defensively. We we have looked a little bit lax this season at times. Not as badly as today as as we got open today by what you would have thought is a not a not a great side. But they did play some nice football. I, it was it was quite refreshing to see them play that in the second half because they could have they could have just rolled over. 
and it could have been humiliating for them, or they could have just shut up shop, tried the best, you know, to reduce the deficit. But they, you know, they, tactically they must have made a little bit of a switch. And they had a go, uh, it worked for them. It shows we are vulnerable at the back. It's it's going to happen with the way that we play with our full backs. They they like to bomb on. They get caught out a little bit now and again. You know, I, I'm I'm prepared to accept that after the type of football we play. Just needs to be a little bit tighter. But yeah, positives. We move on. We've got the points. I've got no no worries about this Champions League getting out of this group. I think we'll win the group in the end. I think we'll win every game from this point on. You know, the last game, the last game will be tough. I think the last game of the group is at Salzburg, but we've got the quality to beat them. Um, we've done it at home. We'll do it away. So we go into the league game again now. It's a nice little tasty game. Leicester, who are playing well, look forward to it. Good, really good month ahead of football. Come on, Liverpool. Nathan Dirtson talking about Liverpool's 4-3 victory in the end over Salzburg and it really was a tale of two halves this evening. The game started off just as it went on, it was really lively. It was a high intensity, quick pace straight from the off and it didn't take too long before Liverpool had the breakthrough and that was from Sadio Mane. Good to get that early goal and really get on our way and we didn't have to wait too much longer for the next one. And if I'd want anyone to score it, it'd be Andy Robertson. He puts so much work and always works so hard for the team. And it was the move was started by his great run through the middle. And then eventually Henderson passes it out to Trent Alexander-Arnold, who puts a great little ball fizzed across the floor. And it's Andy Robertson acting like a striker, running onto the end of that and putting it away. Brilliant work from him. As the first half went on, you could see Mohamed Salah was itching to get in amongst the goals and he was trying a few things and it just wouldn't quite come off at first. But after 35 minutes, it does come off for him. Once again, Robinson down that left-hand side causing problem. He feeds Mane, who floats a ball in for Bobby Firmino. He gets a good header, he puts it downwards, but the keeper parries it and who's there to uh, pounce on the rebound? Anyone but... Mohamed Salah, no, it was definitely Mohamed Salah. And uh, yeah, that's that's where I think Salah thrives. Sometimes when he is trying to get the goal, he, he tries. it looks like he's trying too hard. But in the moments, if he just gets in the box and gets in and around the six-yard box and just waits for the ch- opportunity to come to him, it's going to come eventually. Just before the end of the first half, Salzburg get a goal and that sort of changes the dynamic of the game because... It goes from we're coasting freeing it up to all of a sudden they've got a lifeline and a way back into that. And it was losing the ball in your own half. In Champions League elite level, you can't really do that. And you do it once or twice, you might get away with it. But today, it happened too many times for me, not being a negative. I thought we played really well in that first half, but it's just one of those things for me. I'm, I'm always the type of person where if you're in danger in your own half and you feel like you're maybe going to lose it, just get it upfield and we'll worry about it from there. But he, Chanu, did well with the finish, really. You've got to say it was a good little finish. Then we're into the second half and Salzburg, you could see, were really up for it. I think that goal gave them confidence to really go on. Obviously, we could have been far, far better and they get a second goal. We'd had a few warnings before that, losing the ball. Um, our shape had just gone when you could see them breaking on us and we weren't even in any sort of lines. The midfield had seemed to disappear at times. They weren't tracking back. And I think um, later in the game when Klopp takes off, 
Henderson and Wijnaldum, I think he could see that that was needed because in the midfield they just weren't restricting the speed of Salzburg's attack anywhere near enough. But they do get the goal, and it's from Minamito, I think I'm pronouncing that right. And he was excellent today for them. He was constantly moving, constantly wanting the ball. Then their new uh, star signing came on, the Norwegian kid. I think it's Haaland, I think it's pronounced. And yeah, he's obviously not a player recently, he's been female, but he's got his 17 goals in 10 games, I think it was. And comes on, and within 10 minutes of coming on, he gets a tap in, which striker's dream really but all the work was from that uh, Minamito who did brilliantly in uh, getting the ball and moving and then just putting it on a plate for Haaland who couldn't miss so then all of a sudden it's 3-3 and just watching the game Liverpool look look shell-shocked like how have we let this happen how has it came to this but it had and we had to roll our socks up and to credit us we did go and get that fourth goal that we needed to. Fabinho in the middle of the park, winning it really, really high up. And then it comes down to Firmino and he somehow squeezes it through to Mohamed Salah, who one-on-one with the goalkeeper, puts it away. The one thing I want to highlight is, and that's not, not just from tonight, but over the last week or two, I feel like individually we've been defending really well. Like You're watching Matip and you're watching uh, Gomez, you're watching Van Dijk and in the individual battles are doing really well they're always coming out on top making sure they're winning the individual battles but when it comes to as a team and being being collective as a team and making sure we're all in the right places put, applying the right amount of pressure at the right time it just doesn't seem to be quite there at the minute I'm not sure if it's maybe tiredness from the intense run or if it's just a little bit lack of concentration but that is something that I think Klopp and the uh, coaching team are going to have to just work on and maybe drill into, drill into Liverpool. Obviously, obviously, we've not got much time before the Leicester game on Saturday, but maybe after the international break, that's something they can work on because if that keeps going on, it's going to cost us points this season. Up the Reds. Nathan, following on from Ross, with their say here on the post-game podcast. Well, more of where that came from to come, including from Matt Whitty, who was impressed with one Salzburg star in particular. And I was also quite interested, given that he's a right-footed attacking player, skillful, looked pretty quick, um, playing on the left. And I thought, oh, I wonder if he might be a decent backup for Mane in the future. So uh, perhaps one player to to keep uh, keep an eye on. Find out who that is after this. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. All the talk then prior to the game was about Salzburg's Erling Haaland. Of course, he did get on the score sheet tonight, but Salzburg's other two scorers also catching the eye tonight at Anfield. Simon and Sam are to come, but they'll follow on from Matt Whitty. Well, I certainly expected it to be an exciting and interesting game, given that Salzburg play a high-energy pressing kind of game and they've got a really good setup where um about bringing you know particularly young quick exciting players through that we've certainly benefited from but i didn't expect it to be that close um yeah crazy um, and, and and it was strange really because the night started off with uh genk doing us a big favor in the group with uh drawing uh drawing at home to uh to napoli 
So I thought that was, uh, yeah, that was ideal. And I thought for the first 35 minutes, I thought we were brilliant. I thought we moved the ball really quickly. There was some lovely one-touch passing. We uh, obviously went into a 3-0 a lead um, and there, there, were, there were moments where we didn't even score where we, we just looked like we were completely bossing it. There was a, there was a lovely passage about halfway through the first half where we just, we were, uh, Salzburg were pressing us in the right back area and there were sort of, you know, three or four quick passes, little triangles, and then a beautiful crossfield pass and we're out of trouble. And with each pass, you could hear the ground getting louder and louder and louder. Um, it was fantastic to see Andy Robbo get his goal. Not only did he, did he start the move really with that with that brilliant run from from left back, but once he once he was up there after passing it off to to Henderson, he just kind of sensed that there was the space to to go into the box and he ran in and, and it was such a good run to uh, to to the to the near to the near post area of the of the six yard box. It was a real centre forwards run I thought, and it was such a delicate finish as well for a player that's only scored one goal for us since he signed and. Uh, you could just tell by his celebration how much it meant to him, and and it was great to see the uh, him and uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold celebrating together, the two fullbacks that have been so crucial to our success over over the last uh, year, eighteen months. Um, I thought Firmino, Firmino was uh, was, uh, um, was brilliant in that in that in that period as well. That first thirty-five minutes, just little lovely little layoffs. He's he's so good at those little five-yard passes, those little delicate soft soft touches round the corner, or just little layoffs between defenders. And then they they kind of came back into it with uh, with a goal um, five minutes or so before before half time, and it was kind of out of nothing really. They had a, a couple of little attacks and a couple of attacks that were. That were offside, but uh, I thought it was a really good goal actually by uh, uh, He Chang, and uh, I was also quite interested given that he's a right-footed attacking player, skillful, looked pretty quick, um, playing on the left, and I thought, oh, I wonder if he might be a decent backup for Mane in the future. So uh, perhaps one player to to keep uh, keep an eye on. And I thought after the uh, after the half-time break, I thought. Salzburg were, were 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 really good. They 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 they, they kind of sensed that we were we had taken our foot off the gas, and they 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 really went for it. And you've got to give credit to them for for actually playing in that way. Um, you know, you've got to you've got to admire that really. And it actually worked for them. And they they got their goals. Um, and they brought uh, you know to you know they got the goal to bring it back to three two, and then brought on Haaland, um, their young starlet, and he he got his goal. And then it was pretty worrying, really. We didn't really respond that well, I didn't think, actually. Um, I thought we weren't, uh, you know, we weren't poorly forward. Our passing wasn't that good. Um, you know, the diagonals completely stopped. We couldn't really put more than two or three passes together. The, the sort of the quick out balls to uh, balls over the top from either the, the deep-lying midfielder or the centre-backs, they, they all stopped. And I thought our goal that, uh, the, the, that put us ahead kind of came out of nothing, really. And it was, it was, a, it was a brilliant finish from Salah. But I think once that once that goal went in, it you know you could sense um, that the the, the 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 team relaxed, and the the experience from going so deep into European competitions for the last three years just just kind of kicked in. Um, final word really to uh, I thought the referee gave us gave us nothing really. There was a pretty ludicrous decision where Firmino was breaking out from deep, skipped past one of their forwards who tried to hack him, and he was hacked by another one of their players. And he was finally brought down by another one of their players and none of them got booked. And I just thought, this is ridiculous. And I can only really remember him giving us about two or three free kicks in the entire game. So a bit of a picky European ref. But uh, yeah, I, I think one of the other positives actually is that Napoli are going into a double header against Salzburg now. 
I think that's not going to be easy for them home or away. Um, so it'd be be good to watch how uh, how they get on against uh, Napoli as well. So yeah, fair play to to uh, to Salzburg, and uh, yeah, delighted with the uh, the results, and we are we are right back in the group. This is Simon Donnelly, LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo. Just got back to the car after watching Liverpool beat RB Salzburg in the Champions League. Weird game, that really strange game. Um, we very quickly were dominating. Got to a three 0 lead, and we were taking bets on the final score, and we were all saying four one, four nil, five nil, five one, eight nil. Even someone said fool. I think it was me. Uh, and then yeah, we let them back in to, to get back to three all. I think the scoreboard was the closest to, to winning the bet because when they scored their first goal to make it three one, the scoreboard spent a couple of minutes telling us it was actually three all. So it was the closest of all. Um, luckily enough, we. <laughs> We got a winner with Mo at the end. I don't know why. Um, I can't put my finger on why we did, why we conceded three goals here tonight. I don't think anybody really played particularly poorly. I don't think anyone particularly played well. Even thoughts in the first half, defense looked fairly solid. Virgil uh, van Dijk was his usual imperious self, but they just seemed to cut through us, maybe through the midfield a little bit easily, and um, took the chance as well. But nevertheless, we won by a late goal from Mao, and that's all we needed because it is not a knockout tournament at the moment. It's a, a mini league, so three points are in the bag. A little bit better than the first game when we got stuffed by Napoli. But again, as I've said repeatedly in the last few weeks, um, it's my fault, but I can't get, I can't quite get up for these games yet. Maybe it's because it's early. All I can think about is the league and the fact that we owe Leicester one from last season. So lovely to get the win tonight put a little bit more sort of stability into the into the Champions League group but roll on the weekend roll on Saturday and roll on Leicester we owe them we owe them a, def- a defeat at our place let's make it eight on the bounce come on you Reds ok so Liverpool back in Champions League action tonight and it was Salzburg it was the first game in Anfield since the thrashing of Messi's Barcelona 4-0 at Anfield last season which was probably the best game I've ever seen in Anfield best atmosphere and was massive on the journey to win that 60 European Cup but tonight was all about defending it we played well for the first 25-30 minutes I thought Liverpool were really good there was a lot of really good play great touches fast tempo and I think Salzburg didn't know what hit them. I think they were a bit overwhelmed by it all. I think after that, though, I think Salzburg got the last five or so of the first half. Um, they made they made some formation changes, and I, I, I don't think they have seemed to affect us too much. But then the second half, I thought Liverpool were as poor as I've seen them for 20 minutes, as, um, for years really, for a good couple of years. And Salzburg are a dangerous side. They've got a lot of good players. They're fast and exciting. They're very similar to the, 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 what Klopp was like when Liverpool first started out. Um, under him. Um, they, they seem really quite, quite raw, but quite exciting. And I think the difference there is that they're going to get a couple of, of players uh, picked off them. Um, a bit like Ajax, unfortunately, have for them. But the lad who came on at half-time... Um, I think it's Harlan, the big lad 
big tall young lad he's, he's got something about him uh, seems to have a bit of everything in him so I mean I think he'd be great if we could sign him but you know I've only seen him for 45 minutes but you know he looked a really good player and he had some other good players a um, few interesting things I thought I thought Van Dyke was great for the first part of the game there was a bit of a mistake there for, for one of the goals which is rare but I think it be it come from the point I want to make of Gomez being out of position a lot in the game. He really did look rusty at times tonight with that, but to be fair to the lad, he's hardly played. Um, he's a top player, and he's eager to impress, and he's, he's got loads of pace and power, loads of potential, and I think he's great, and I think he's long-term. He, he really is going to be in a future Liverpool side. But I think tonight is positional. I think he was a bit rash, a bit rusty. And he really did expose a couple of times there. And against the side, they were quite dynamic, quite fearless, especially in the second half. It wasn't ideal. And I think the likes of Matip would have suited tonight. And I feel a bit sorry for Gomez, because he hasn't played for so long. And he just needs a run of games. Um, the only other thing I want to mention is... In them 20 minutes, the second half with Salzburg were right on top of us. And I mean, by the way, by far the better side for them 20. I mean, I think we were, we were, Liverpool were the better team in more stages of the game than them and deserved to win in the end. But for them 20, they were really good. And I think Klopp made a brilliant substitution because um, he didn't just bring another midfielder on because we were obviously getting overrun in midfield. What he turned around and done was what he's done in um, in other games. I think he's done against Sheffield United. He brought a Rigi on, but he created more width. Only put one up front, but he dropped the level of player back into midfield. So instead of having a front three, we only had a front row one. But then we had three more a little bit deeper. The fullbacks went that little bit deeper, and it compacted the whole midfield and sort of retained the ball for us and. And bringing on a separate substitution, bringing Milner on, was a bit more of a snide one because he, he got that experience and that know-how and he'd done quite a few little tackles there for us. So I thought that was tremendous. Um, the only criticism was it was 10 or 15 minutes too late to change really because we were getting we were getting done for a good 20 minutes there really. But listen, the Reds have got the points and in this group, you know, if we ignore the Napoli results, we've already won tonight. We've just got to beat Genk home and away, really, I think. And anything else is a bonus, and I think we'll qualify in the top two. And in these groups, people can say what you want. You get beat here, you get beat there. All you've got to do out of these groups, by the way, is qualify. Because you've done that last year. We lost a few times. We qualified. We won the biggie. So let's go again. Up the mighty Reds. Sam there after Simon and Matt Whitty with their thoughts here on the post-game pod. Well, plenty of talking points from this evening's match, whether it be the brilliant play from Liverpool in that opening half hour, taking a three-goal lead or the defensive play either side of half-time. The Reds, though, getting the job done ahead of the return of Brendan Rodgers to Anfield on Saturday as Leicester City head to town. We'll still to come here on the post-game pod. We'll hear from Owen and Matt Addison, but before them is Mark Baker. First half, I thought Liverpool were outstanding. Uh, outstanding team performance. 
against a, a good side, a side who had weapons going forward and a side who could hear you. They had good individuals in the final third and that showed in the second half of the game when they caused Liverpool real problems, especially in isolated one-on-one situations. They had the talent to be able to, to hear Liverpool. So in the first half, I thought Liverpool were magnificent. I thought they moved the ball sharply. I thought in terms of winning the ball back, the hunger, um, the narrowness and collectiveness of the side to be able to consistently turn over possession and keep Salzburg under pressure and obviously Salzburg had one or two opportunities on the break because as I say they've got good players but in general the level of Liverpool's performance was very very high and to be fair it dropped at the start of the second half but also got to give some credit sometimes to the opposition as well and felt Salzburg came out with a real determination and belief that they could get something out of the game, press Liverpool high and force errors from Liverpool. Now, I think it has to be a slight concern for Liverpool this season. In the, For me, the, the by far, one of the key features of Jürgen Klopp's reign has been the fact that up until the signing of Virgil van Dijk, the numbers that Liverpool faced on the goal were pretty similar to what they are now. They've always going to have been an excellently organised side with excellent uh, defensive organisation which sometimes got lost in the fact that before Van Dijk's arrival Liverpool were obviously conceding a lot more goals and obviously before the arrival of the goalkeeper but it was more about individual errors so they were create they weren't conceding many big chances however many chances I should say but when the, the chances were conceded they were normally big ones caused by errors within the, the width of the 18 yard box so the fact that I feel that they are conceding more clear-cut chances and reliance on the opposition to actually miss them at times has to be a bit of a concern and ultimately I think what will happen is in one of these games against better opposition Liverpool are going to be punished and not going to be able to have a response and be able to get a positive outcome out of the game so it has to stop one way or the other but Liverpool also won the game through a goal from Mohamed Salah and I think the one thing I'd like to touch on, really, and I thought I'd make it be a big topic for this, the wide forwards that Liverpool have. Absolute elite, wide, world-class forwards. And the game's changed, obviously, in the last 10 years, the last 20 years, if you remember, like in the 90s, obviously much more of a settly structured 4-4-2. And think of the great teams in that era. You look at Kinchelskis, Ryan Giggs for Manchester United, hugged the touchline, got chalk on the boots stretch the game by getting to the byline attempted to get crosses in it's totally flipped on its head in the modern game and Liverpool have two of the absolute best at executing the position in Salah and Sadio Mane they are relentless in their movements off the ball to be able to be the moving targets um, for passes from Liverpool's midfield and deeper players the runs in behind or in between full back and centre half to meet the passes and really at all times the scanning of the, the central defenders and full backs for the opposition have got to be absolutely on point such as their ability to continually make them runs and it's the time of the run they, they, they smell a chance they have great understanding of when to make a movement and when to spin in behind and continually get into threatening areas. Raheem Sterling's another one at Manchester City, absolute elite in the position. And I always think back to when Barcelona were at their absolute peak and one of the, 
the greatest um, examples in the role was Pedro Rodriguez, obviously now at, at Chelsea. The amount of... I mean, because Pedro is essentially a system player. As an individual, he was never an absolutely outstanding indiv- individual, obviously brilliant off both feet, but his understanding tactically of the game and making them long-busting runs in behind to create space in the middle section of the pitch for Messi and the other players who played in there. And that's why he was such a vital commodity of that team. Now, obviously, fast forward to Liverpool's current version of the position. And they've took it to a new level because individually, the, the individual talent of the likes of Salah and Marnie is a, a, have, have a higher ceiling. So when you couple that with the, the intelligence of the movements and the fact that these positions are now the, the leading goal scorers, really... At no point you'd ever believe Liverpool are out of a game when they have them two players playing in them positions. And so I just wanted to highlight that because no matter how much the game may go away from Liverpool, they are always in with an opportunity with them elite players in them positions. Yabba dabba do, what a match. Sublime and ridiculous in equal measure, this game was the miracle baby of Mozart and Ken Dodd. This was Rocky Balboa in a pair of lederhosen. I don't think I've ever seen any Liverpool team oscillate so wildly and so frequently between arty and farty. We had to doff our caps to Salzburg, of course. We had ten shots, they had ten shots. We had five on target, they had five on target. We had Bobby Firmino, they had Takumi Minamino, who did more than catch the eye. He took it home, filleted it, and served it up with some chips for dinner. There was a lot of pace, a lot of passion by both teams, some dodgy refereeing decisions, but the most pleasing thing to take away from this pulsating match is that we bounced back from losing a three-goal lead. And that hasn't happened very often anywhere in world football, certainly um, according to my 30 years of watching this football experience. It's, it, it's actually very rare to arrest momentum back after losing such a lead at home. So I've got to say, well done. The mentality monsters put on their scary masks. We're up to second in the group we win again and this is owen from cop on podcast saying good night because i need to lie down hello it's matt addison for the post-match podcast and what a mad game that turned out to be i thought for the majority of that match liverpool were quite good but then it just got a little bit mad for that little middle third maybe two thirds of that game towards the end as well liverpool weren't great at times they were really good at times and it just makes it really hard to analyze to be honest a couple of the goals I thought Liverpool scored were absolutely fantastic. Sadio Mane's finish was brilliant. Mo Salah as well looked really sharp tonight, which is fantastic to see. He's not always been like that this season, but certainly looked up there tonight and up for that game under the Anfield lights. The goal as well that Andy Robertson finished, it was a perfect Liverpool goal. I thought Robertson had loads of space all game, to be honest, to go forward, and Sadio Mane worked quite well with him and linked up well with him to, uh, to create a few chances, but... Just that goal in particular, the the passing, Jordan Henderson's pass, Trent Alexander-Arnold crossing it, Robertson getting on the end of it. It was a goal that Liverpool seemed to have worked on and it worked to perfection tonight. Absolutely brilliant. 
I tweeted at half time that I thought Fabinho had won every tackle and I thought he was brilliant, as he is most games to be fair to him, but he was another one in that mad period that just seemed to lose his head for a little while. But again, it shouldn't be forgotten that I thought he was absolutely brilliant for most of the game. Jordan Henderson was impeccable apart from that first goal. I think he was unlucky to be honest in that first half. He only made one mistake and it turned out to be that mistake that led to Salzburg's first goal. So I'm sure a lot of people will pick out that but I thought generally tonight he was quite good until he went off. It was an incredible pass as well as I said for the Trent goal so it kind of cancels each other out if you like. At the back I thought Joe Gomez slotted in like he'd always been there tonight for much of that game. What a luxury it is to have someone as good as Joel Matip to come straight back into the team, you know. Matip was injured, but, I mean, of course, for that mad period, you did notice it. But apart from that, I thought Liverpool didn't really seem to to lose Matip's uh, experience and, and quality too much when Joe Gomez came in. It was just that middle third that probably makes this game look a lot worse than it was, defensively at least. I thought the fullbacks were just a bit too high. I'm not quite sure why Jurgen Klopp didn't change that. And I thought even Virgil van Dijk looked flustered today. Not his best game. I think he got beat for the first goal. And he just, I don't know, he, he didn't seem quite at it today. But, of course, when he's at it most weeks, you've, you've got to give him a free pass. And, and if Liverpool can win when Virgil van Dijk's not at his best, that can only be a good thing. Just a quick word on Takumi Minamino. Hopefully I've pronounced that correctly. I thought he was excellent, the uh, the Salzburg number 18. Liverpool did give him a lot of space, um, but I thought he exploited that well and he was uh, a player certainly to look out for, I think, in the coming years. I'm sure he'll end up as a, a better team than Salzburg in the coming seasons. So Liverpool were in control of that match for most of it, probably more of the game than it might seem, but certainly given that period that, that Liverpool lost all control, at full time the feeling is more relief than anything else tonight. Matt Addison, Owen and Marker, final fans to share their reaction tonight. A mad evening, seven goals shared at Anfield as the European champions chalked up their first win of the new European campaign. Well, poetry in motion and analysing Anfield will both get stuck into that game tonight ahead of Friday's Blood Red podcast after Jurgen Klopp's addressed the media ahead of what will be Brendan Rodgers' first game back at Anfield. Well, join us for those if you can. I'm Guy Clark. This has been Post Game on the Blood Red channel. And until next time, bye for now. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red channel.